Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. I'm going to uh, read from Luke 2 because it's Christmas. You read from Luke 2 when it's Christmas. Actually, there's Matthew and Luke mostly had stories of the birth of Jesus. It just says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in that same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped <clears throat> in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Boy, I'd give almost anything to be there for that event. Uh, so it was when the angels had gone away into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now that when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things 
uh, pondering them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Okay? That's the, uh, that's the scripture. Um, <clears throat> and I, uh, I want to talk about the difference between communication and connection this morning. Um, because communication is something that we do often during our days. You know, communication can be formal, can be informal, but communication is really what the scripture is, is really communication, right? It's God speaking to us, instructing us. Connection, however, is a deeper a friendship. It's a, a deeper sense of connectedness. And um, I just wanted to share just a little bit. Um, the author of this book uh, talks about, can you hear me now? <clears throat> the book is several years old. Talked about how frustrating it is when a phone call, when a cell phone call drops how annoying that can be because you're trying to communicate and the communication continues to become interrupted. And, and he says, you know, that is something that we will all sort of experience on some level or another. You know, you get in line to talk to somebody or if you go to a conference and the VIP is there, you want to talk to him and then he kind of turns away or he just, you know, doesn't pay any attention to you, you know, and you want to communicate with him. You want to tell him that was a wonderful word or this or that, but um, it, um, it offends us. It offends us. I remember we went to the conf conferences for many years, and there were just a few of the sort of the leader, leadership group of that apostolic network that would almost just look past you. You know, just, you just want to say hi. You, you know, said something in your presentation that really, you know, connected with me and I wanted to talk to you about it. But there was not, you know, there was a little bit of communication. Maybe they say hi, hi back. But I was, they were not interested in me, you know. And, and, and everybody, all of us get that on some level or another, at some point or another point. You know, unless you're the kind of come person who walks in a room and the room lights up, you know, and everybody wants to talk to you. Most regular folks, that's not the case. Most regular folks, you know, you, you do life, you have friends, and, you know, hopefully you've got connections with people, connections with your parents, connections with your, your family. Um, so it's like, can you hear me now? And I think that the Old Testament years in particular was, was God saying, there's something coming. I'm communicating with you by, by these uh, stories through the prophets, through the, the stories of Genesis and uh, the Samuels and the Kings and all of that you know, the rights and the wrongs, 
that, that that God is the same God of the New Testament. There's not two gods. There's not a mad, a mad, angry God in the Old Testament because the reality is that once sin was released into the earth, everything became abhorrent to him. Um, and not that he didn't have favored people, it's just that, that everyone is born with a sin pandemic. And unless we receive the blood of Jesus, a transfusion of the blood of Jesus, then we can stand before a holy God unafraid. And we can walk in connection with God. Amen? Um, when you connect with a person, usually doesn't happen your first meeting with them. Sometimes it does, I guess, but it doesn't usually happen um, you're, the first time you're introduced to God um, or the first time you deeply consider uh, the gospel, whether it's something you can honestly say that you could believe, that, that God, that, that the universe is not an accident. The, the universe was designed, has, a, has marks of a designer all over it, the planet is a design. Your, your humanity is designed. All the, all the animals and the plant life in the world are all definitely designed. There are specific things that have been designed. So you have to really kind of go down that path. And you have to tell yourself, I can believe this. I have the ability to believe this. Because many voices are mocking that message today. And, and that's really a shame because, because there's, there's like nothing bad about Jesus. There's nothing bad about Jesus. And Jesus is not always the little, soft little cuddly baby. You know, this Jesus is going to grow up and he's going to bring some truth to this planet. He's going to talk truth to this planet, Right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, right? I love you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, so this is good news. Go and spread the gospel. Gospel literally means good news. Literally means good news. Shouldn't be bad news for anyone. But fortunately, we live in a culture where people are basically you know, have enough to eat and have a roof over their head and perhaps a car to drive or, or whatever, and they, they don't need a Jesus. They don't need a Jesus. You'll see the people that Jesus ministered to needed a Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus needed a Jesus, right, to come and restore his eyesight, you know? And sometimes our hearts are blind, blind as a bat, our hearts are just blind as a bat because we've been taught thus and so, and it, and, and it takes our ability to believe the gospel away from us. It steals it away from us. And, and Jesus came that you might have a connection with him, not just receive communication from him, but have a connection with him. That is the key to Jesus that you can say, I know him. 
I know him. And the thing with Jesus is, I promise you, you can go to church every Sunday your whole life. And I, I think that that's very important, by the way. I think it's very important. But you can do that. Um, and you can know about him. You can study the Bible and know about him, but never know him. Never know him. Never feel so full of joy that I could jump up and down and tell you I know him. Listen, I know him. I know him. I don't, I'm not one of these preachers who's going to tell you about all my doubts. My doubts are, you know, we're not that smart, actually. So, you know, the devil's always trying to throw doubts at us. You know, I don't, that's, he's, I'm like, get out of here with that. You know, I know him. And he is love. He is love. He loves you. But I want you to know that you, you, you kind of have to make some kind of an effort. But we want to connect. And, <clears throat> and times like this, when things are more difficult than normal, when things are more difficult than usual, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So when things in our political world, in our medical world, in our, our uh, economic world, they're, they're printing trillions of dollars and nobody knows where they're going to, and, you know, and it's supposedly, I don't know, I don't know. It doesn't feel right, you know, but where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So if now you'll dig in and start digging that well, Start digging that well. I'm talking about you and Jesus now. Talking about this baby that was just born who's come to this planet to know you. He's come to this planet that he would have a relationship with you, a friendship with you. He doesn't want to brush against you once in a while. He wants to be your constant company. He wants you to walk together with him through life. And always be open to what he's having to say through the Holy Spirit. So if you want to know the, the, the passage from knowing about something to being in a relationship with someone or something like that, it has a number of, uh, uh, number of points. Number one, a friendship requires extra effort. Now, I'm not talking about being saved by your works. But if you want to be a friend of God, it's going to require extra effort. It's not just doing what everyone else does and saying, well, this is enough. If you want to know Jesus, if you want to be Zacchaeus up in the tree, who Jesus calls down, says, Zacchaeus, you have to come, I have to eat at your house today. Zacchaeus was, I think he was riddled with guilt because he was a, a thief. He was a tax collector, but he was a robber. He was a thief, you know. Nobody liked him. 
They were the most hated type of uh, or, or, or occupation um, in, in that time. And he just bounced around like a, um, I just said, saw the toys that made America recently, a uh, History Channel thing, and they talked about Silly Putty, you know, <laughs> and city, Silly Putty would bounce, you know, and that was one of the cool things about it. You could roll it up and you could make it bounce. When you, when you feel bo buoyant, when you feel a sense of buoyancy, that you could just jump up and touch the, the fans up there. You just wish you could because of, of Jesus, because of his love, because you know him, because you know him, because he know him. You know he has a plan for you, plans of good. So extra effort, if you're going to build a connection, unsolicited appreciation, A lot of people speak in the negative. They speak in the negative. They speak in the grumbles and the troubles. And the, they, they have a hard time getting to say a positive word about anyone. So that appreciation that we have for Jesus, it really creeps into our other relationships where there's unsolicited appreciation. I watched somebody do something. They didn't need to do something, but they did something maybe here at the church or at, up at my house or, or in anything, and you see someone working in excellence. You see, you have a, a, a waiter or a waitress at a, a good restaurant, and you see the person is representing their their restaurant very well, you know? You know, that's something that you exercise appreciation through a tip, through talking to the manager of the place, right? Through, through telling the, the manager what a good job that person is doing. That's a thankless job, right? That's a thankless job for the most part. Um, so extra effort, unsolicited appreciation. Man, you look good today. You know? Man, you look good today. And I may not be talking about your exterior. But you can just see the heart of Jesus on you. Man, you look good today. You just express appreciation. And just be that thing to people. And people will want to be near you. Because you're not the one. They're not, afraid. they're not afraid that they're going to sit down in front of you and you're going to tear them up. You know, A lot of people don't see pastors for that reason because they know what they're doing wrong and they think the pastor's got a magic ball. You know, it's got a, um, <clears throat> it's gonna, and he's going to out them. You know, some people won't come if we have a, like a prophet in the house. They won't come because they've got a guilt thing on them. Right? And they don't, want, they don't want to be, they think God is going to out them. You know, God loves you. He loves you. You are unique. There's not another one of you anywhere. Never will be, never has been, never will be. You are you. And you are made specifically for his purposes. 
his purposes. He doesn't want you to be miserable. Okay, extra effort, unsolicited appreciation, unguarded openness. It's something that um, probably the church really lacks maybe the most, that we develop a friendship until we come to a place where we're secure enough with each other as a friend to have unguarded openness. That I'm not afraid you're gonna, I'm gonna say something and you're gonna knife me or you're gonna go behind my back and you know, say things about me and hurt me and that kind of thing. Unguarded openness, that we become open. And I've gotta tell you, somebody's gotta take the first step. Somebody must take the first step. Unguarded openness. But when you get somebody like that, you get a Jonathan David connection it says that Jonathan loved David as his own soul, right? How, how do you get there? How do you get there? These two mighty men of war, you know, how do you get there? They had that kind of affection, appreciation for each other. That's amazing. Unguarded openness. Next, increased communication. You know, it's really hard to have a friendship with somebody you don't talk to. You know, how many marriages blew up because there's no communication? You know, it's, it's mostly the male's fault. Males, that's one of our, you know, that's one of the things that more often falls on males than females. Females, pretty good talkers. <laughs> At least mine is. <laughs> So, increase communication, talk to Jesus. And what is it? And he talks to me and he walks with me, he tells me that I'm his friend. <laughs> um, increasing communication, express, express ourselves readily, enjoyable experiences. They feel good about what they're doing. When you, you have a, a true friend, and Jesus is your true, true friend. You, you really appreciate it. And, and it makes you want to communicate with him because he's your friend. Right. He's God. He can do anything. Right. He can do anything. Say unto a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things he said will come to pass. And you will have whatsoever you say. Therefore, I say to you, when you pray, believe you received it and you'll have it. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's very important that Jesus didn't put a condition on that other than pray and believe. There's no condition there. What are you talking about, Jesus? That I just, you know, believe that I can, you know, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And that's why people don't pray, because they don't know what to pray for. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit will pray for you when you don't know what to pray for yourself. And we have... You know, the languages of angels. Okay, enjoyable experiences. I love being around Jesus. I love being with Jesus. I laugh when I'm with Jesus. I think about the stories about Jesus healing people and the way he wallops his uh, disciples, and the way he really wallops this, the, the lawyers and the Pharisees. And man, he's a tough guy. When I got saved, I, I was like, everybody's telling me, you know, the, the picture of 
Jesus holding the lamb, and I'm that lamb, by the way, that he's holding. But I knew that what I wanted to become was not just a lamb holder guy, you know? I knew when I started reading Jesus that he was a tough piece of work, you know? He really was, was amazingly strong in his, in his faith. And that's the Jesus that, that I have come to know, a Jesus who's very strong but very loving, and all of a sudden he'll cut, cut you slack. Just cut you slack. Say, don't worry about it, kid. Because right. yeah, I won't stop coming back. <laughs> I found out it's one of the, the, one, one of the key rules of, of walking in Jesus. Don't ever stop coming back. Enjoyable experiences. Uh, friendship, connectedness, requires emotional bonded, bondedness. And that, again, that, don't, that happens over time. Bonding with somebody happens over time. You know, that you bond together, that you actually spend time together and you speak and you hear and you listen. You get to know one's heart. Um, and there's, in this relationship is a positive energy. Emotional batteries are charged by being together. I spend time with someone and when the time is over, I feel better. You know, when people have just, they're draining, and no matter how you share the word of God, they're not about to buy into it, or they'll say they're buying into it, but by their actions, they're certainly not. When you buy into Jesus, you have bought into the, the richest entity in the universe who can do who can do anything for you, and desires to, by the way. Um, a growing synergy, that's another point. Growing synergy together. And they come to the place where there's, people come to a place where there's unconditional love. Just unconditional love. You know, somebody, even if they do something wrong in their life, you're just unconditional. When you interact with people, you see the evidence of these character attributes. And when we see and celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus, it's God saying, I've communicated with you. Now I want to have a connection with you. I wish you Jesus. I wish you Jesus that this Christmas brings you just an open door of God's grace pouring out upon you uh, in a way that he never has before. And I pray that you enjoy your family. I pray that you enjoy your company and your parties and gatherings and all of that. We love you all very much. God bless you. I mean, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person in this church that you've spoken to their heart over this message, maybe just one line, just one thing is going to stick with them. But Lord Jesus, you're going to take that and turn it into fine gold in their character, Lord God, in their, in their outlook toward life, 
in their, their hope box, Father, their hope, the hopers. I pray that we become a people, a, a people of hope, a people of hope for the future, hope for tomorrow, hope for next year, five years, 10 years, hope for 200 years down the line that there are still a people that are in this place praising the Lord on Sunday. And, and they don't even know our names and I don't even care. But Lord, you know our names and you care. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hey there, this is Jake Johnson. And I want to thank you today for listening to our podcast, On Fire Radio. We pray that this word has ministered to you today. And maybe today God has shown you your need for him in your life. If you need to make Jesus first in your life today and be set free, would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I repent for my sins today and ask that you would cleanse me with your blood. I place you first in my life and ask that you would give me the power of the Holy Spirit. I walk forward this day in a new relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to encourage you to start reading your Bible. Start a prayer life as well and start carving out time in your day to spend time with God. And I want to personally invite you to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We have service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 629 Main Street in Margaretville, New York. On Fire Radio is a ministry of Catskill Mountain Christian Center and is brought to you free online and on the radio each week because of generous donations from listeners like you. You can partner with us in serving God's vision for this area by donating online at our website, www.cmcconline.org. On behalf of Pastor Bob Englehart, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and we'll see you in church.